Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Aaron King with Coach Bob King, and today we're going to talk about the mini hurdles. And we talked last time about the agility ladder and focused on it, but we wanted to talk about the hurdles today, really break down a few things about how we use them, where we use them, how they apply to different athletic levels, where they fit into a full speed and agility program. Because the one thing we want to keep reminding everyone is when we talk about something like cone drills, something like the agility ladder, those are pieces of a very large puzzle. And so we don't want people to get laser focused on saying, if I do the ladder, I'll turn into this ex athlete. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is a tool in the tool belt. And so, uh, BK, so we talked agility ladder last time. Tell me about the, what was the early inspiration motivation on the mini hurdles? I think probably the, the best illustration of the mini hurdles is what I ask a lot of people. It's, it's starting to it's starting to fade now because it's it's out of people's memories. But I always say, have you ever seen the Roadrunner's feet? And they go, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, no, not unless he's standing still because he's rarely standing still. The Roadrunner feet, they're constantly turning. They're a blur. And that's what the mini hurdles, in my opinion, do for an athlete's feet. So we are trying to create Roadrunner feet. And if you don't know, Go get online and, and YouTube or whatever, Google Roadrunner, so you can see what we're trying to get out of the hurdles. All right, and so one thing I like to do is break down the difference between youth development and then pro and elite training. And so uh, let's start with the younger athletes and tell me how the mini hurdles fit into the program, how much well, – let's just start with the what mini hurdles can do for a youth athlete. Let's just start with that, and then we can go into the other parts. One word, lift. You know, the biggest thing that uh, the young athletes have to do is pick up their feet. And so that's the word I always tell them is lift, lift, lift. You know, the heel, the, the knee, but get your knee up, get your toe up, get your heel up. Very standard coaching mantra. But you've got to get your feet up at least six and a half inches to clear the hurdle. And, you know, that's not, that's not long, but you're talking about – we deal with kids nine and up. And so uh, if you can get them up thin, you'll get them up forever. So what we try to get them to do is, is to get that clearance and then get the contact time on the ground to a minimum. And obviously that's speed. So the, the mini hurdles are teaching from you know day one to get some speed. You can't get, get to the next hurdle, even if it's only three feet. You can't get to it if you don't have any speed. You can't walk it. So what you want to do is learn how to run. All right, so they're learning how to run. How many mini hurdles are we using? And what's the spacing? Yeah, uh, we're going to do the fundamental spacing is going to be three feet. That's our basic starting point. And then we have combinations in different distances. But uh, we're going to use probably anywhere from 8 to 12. Now, that's actually a pretty big sp uh, spread of hurdles. But, um, you know, if I have some really rudimentary teaching to do, I'll even do six. And that's kind of about the end of it because – uh, you can't, the speed's not there. You don't get enough speed going to, to start developing the way I like it. So uh, I like to hold off taking it below eight. So um, that that tends to give the athlete a chance to get a little bit more momentum. And if they start picking up momentum, they can feel what speed feels like. And so that contact time gets quicker and they just get better. And that way I can see more in their arm movement and their posture and those kind of things. And how many days a week is a youth athlete doing the mini hurdles? Uh, we'll we'll put it out there anywhere from two to three days a week easily uh, in a summer program, uh, and I use that as the, the the kind of the foundation because you know in school and seasonal stuff gets interrupted. And we do it whenever we can, but in the summer program, uh, we'll put them out there as many as three days a week. 
Okay, cool. Now, when when you have an athlete, let's talk a little bit about when they mess up, you know, when they kick the hurdles. What's some of the, the coaching that you give these younger kids when they, when they just blow it up? <laughs> well, we have a, a saying is like, don't be careful and don't be careless. If you're careful, you'll slow down and it's not worth it. You're the same speed as you were driving over. If you're careless, you're not working, you're not paying attention, you're not trying. So don't be careful and don't be careless. Um, we marked the track. I have gone into places where if I have a, you know, I'm a, I'm a guest and I'm bringing gear there, I'll use masking tape to put down on a court or a field or a track to mark the spacing. And, and that's, that matters because on my home track, I have, you know, I have paint marks. I have our magic marker where I've got, you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the gold standard is, is gold and then the white ones are the special ones. And so what we do is we, we tell the kids now, if you don't worry about making a mistake because I could put them back real quick. I have a mark. I don't have to measure, and we just keep going. So we we try to diffuse the that fear. Like if I mess up, I've ruined everything. You've only ruined everything when you're sloppy, when you're careless. Then you've ruined it. So what we want to do is just get you to go and, and not worry about messing up. All right. Now, looking at a more elite athlete, how many times a week are you using the mini hurdles at that three-foot spacing in the program and where does it fit into the program as far as just that straight ahead stuff? Yeah, that's, that's a very critical answer because we go once to twice a week the, with the higher level athletes, they have mastered that so much they have got to be challenged. And so uh, once or twice a week and, and to help make that stick and work, we have done our modifications with it. And so uh, first of all, we can change the spacing and what uh, we use as a three foot basic spacing we moved out to four feet uh, on some more advanced stuff. Now, four feet's not a long stride, but we got, you just find you do things and you think, okay, here's a good idea. We'll try this. But then you find out there's some nice little ancillary byproducts that go with this. And so with the four-foot spacing, you probably need 10 to 12 hurdles. What you find is that there is what we call a spatial illusion now. So we've come up with names with stuff. So on the four foot spacing, you take off your stride is it's not stretched, but you know you got four feet. You got to make a good takeoff in the middle of the hurdle run. You feel like okay, I'm running at my normal pattern, and you're picking up speed. So at the last anywhere from two to four hurdles, you, it feels like the hurdles are shrinking because you're picking up speed, but the hurdles are not getting bigger in their spacing. It's a really cool uh, sensation for the athletes because they have to learn to touch the ground and get off. The amortization phase, the time on the ground and getting off and going to the next stride has to be right on the money or they'll kick the hurdle and stumble and do whatever. Okay, so now the, the mini hurdles are they're just a, a gadget, a tool. And so we're talking a lot about this straight ahead thing. And so when I say how many days a week are we using the mini hurdles, that's really what I'm talking about is that straight ahead linear stuff. Right. Um, there's the other side where the mini hurdles can be broken down to like straight ahead, uh, uh, sorry, uh, zero to 10, like three hops and then some change of direction stuff. So now breaking away from that, those 10 to 12, 13, however many, many hurdles into other types of use cases, like acceleration oh, yeah. and change of direction. Can you t tell me some use cases for, I guess, the, let's just start with zero to 10, that first step acceleration. Well, that's, you know, that's our bread and butter right there. And so um, what we've done with the, the zero to 10 is uh uh, okay, this, this try to imagine this. We have our hurdles laid out, and what we will start doing, let's say we put out 10 hurdles, and we run through, and what we'll do is take off 
two. Now we have 10 hurdles run through, and now the distance is shortened by six feet. So if you are not, okay, don't run with your eyes. If you look and run with your eyes, you'll see there's the end, and so I don't speed up. Well, the hurdles are getting shorter, so you tend not to want to speed up. So we're trying to get you to do the hard thing. Quickness is speed in a short space. So we want you to be quick off the start and get those first two or three steps as fast as you can without letting your eyes deceive you that, well, I'm only going to go the X number of yards, so I don't need to really speed up. That's the hard part. It is shorter. It is harder to go fast short than it is long. So we'll do run through 12 hurdles, take off two. Run through 10, take off two. Now, run through eight, take off one, and keep going. And so it's you'll see their patterns start to change and how difficult it is for them to get, get up to speed because their eyes are, are messing with them because they used to be able to see, well, I got plenty of room to speed up or catch up. It, now it's not happening. So we're teaching that first step acceleration to come out instinctively and not follow your eyes. We have a ton of little drills we do like that for zero to 10. Another, my favorite is the um, cable. We'll take... Um, Five, well, we'll say seven or eight hurdles. <clears throat> Probably one of my favorites is the cable assist through the hurdles where we'll take eight hurdles and we'll give them a, a gentle pull. And I say a gentle, just enough that it speeds them up and we'll take them through the hurdles uh, five times with the cable. Then we'll take the cable off, as we always say, do the contrast. Now go through the hurdles on your own and you'll see a marked difference how much faster they are and how quick they are. So we are getting that roadrunner feet. Even a better one I like is our, we, we call it first step, but we'll take three hurdles and we do two foot landing. We hop three hurdles. The key is over the third hurdle, land on two feet and explode into a run for five yards. Again, a short distance is very difficult, but that's the key to that start. So we'll hop through three hurdles five times with a seven or seven yard sprint, then we'll come back and we'll do a seven yard sprint on your own. And that's to try to get off that mark, get that first step going. It's been very effective just for learning on that first step. Yeah, what about other combinations? Uh, any sort of uh, running into the, the, the mini hurdles, the medicine ball throws or the any, what are all the, just give, let's lay out a couple of examples of things and how many times a week you're, mess, you're, you're mixing that in. Yeah, going with the themes we talk about, the hurdles fit for me almost anywhere. So if we go zero to 10, like I'd laid out for a month, or we'll call it day one. Day two is change of direction day. We may put the hurdles out <laughs> and what we've done, you know, we have, uh, we brought back some old school in football, used to lay out uh, blocking dummies and, and we have a drill called weave and trash. And so that's where you would, you run up and back and forth, you know, facing the same direction in and out of the dummies and then sidestep to the beginning. We do that with the hurdles. We put them out at four foot spacing and we go forward, backward, forward, backward, and sidestep the, the, the all eight of the hurdles that we've put out. What we also did is with the hurdle hops, um, we will take hurdles, we'll take 12 hurdles and start lining them up in a zigzag pattern. And what you'll do is you hop and your shoulders stay the same direction. So you may have to go forward, forward, sideways, forward, diagonal, diagonal, forward, sideways. And you just learn to hop and a little bit of explosive training with the hurdles in multiple directions. Then there's one we call six down. We have six hurdles and we just sidestep to the end and back five and back, four and back, three and back. So we get that quick, light touch change of direction all built into the hurdles right there. So, you know, with eight to 10 hurdles, you can do quite a bit with change of direction to make sure that you're able to 
uh, you know, be quick because I, I highlight don't kick the hurdle. Keep your feet moving. Don't drag a foot. Now, we don't really use – I kind of stay away from the medicine ball because I want vision and everything to be clear. So we will put something in their hands. It could be a hand weight. So we have little hand heavy bean bags. We have some small two- and three-pound dumbbells. So we will anchor their arms and give them some resistance that way. And once again, when we do the contrast, you can see a marked improvement and a marked change in their arm speed. What about – Someone that says, "Okay, you're hopping around these hurdles. Why can't I just use a cone for that? What What is something now? I'm, you know, I'm thinking about how close you can get to a hurdle and that kind of heel up and around that you can't get with a cone because of the angle. You know how it's like that triangle. And so the so what are what are some benefits of a mini hurdle, or not only benefits because you talk about the paint sticks on the agility ladder. So we want people to ba- basically be able to do these drills whether they have the equipment or not, but Maybe some alternatives, benefits to having an actual mini hurdle, but then alternatives, just, I don't know, replacing it with cones or something like that. Well, you can do that, and uh, there's been some creative ideas out there. In the beginning, like with you know the whole finance thing, we just didn't have any money, but you, we could scrape together enough. And my first 10 hurdles I made from the warehouse uh, um, do-it-yourself store with PVC pipe and glue. And so that was, uh, I can make eight or 10 hurdles for the price of what a hurdle would cost back then. So, uh, you know, the original hurdles were just PVC pipe and glue. So um, it can be done. You have to just be creative, resourceful, and, uh, you know, say just uh, get things done, innovator. So you do that if you, um, you back to the paint stick story. Uh, I've seen people take two cones and line them up and put the paint stick across the tip of the cone. There's your hurdle. And of course, you better be <laughs> you better be precise because it doesn't take much to knock that that stick off. And so uh, you do what you got to do. And uh, uh, I, I have no problem with what it looks like because it, it will get done. The definition of this is a barrier. You know, it's just like the uh, uh, hurdles in track and field or in uh, the steeplechase. Those are called barriers. So you have to clear the barrier, and that's what the the hurdles will do for you. Give you something to clear. Heal up. Get your foot round and down. All right. Any closing thoughts on the hurdles uh, before I go on a totally different rabbit hole unrelated? Uh, <laughs> I'll save that for next time. But yeah. any, any closing thoughts on, on mini hurdles and uh, maybe a takeaway just for the athletic de- development in, in, in total because you just said the whole barrier thing, which is, you know, kind of sums it up to me. But, yeah, any closing thoughts? Well, there's no answer for speed except for more speed. And if you can get that first step going, then you can make your opponent panic when he sees you take off. And so the hurdles, I would encourage every coach to, to put those into your program because I guarantee you will see improved athleticism out of your kids. All right. Well, if you want more information, go to kingsportstraining.com. We have all sorts of speed and agility programs. Uh, we sent out a newsletter. And then, of course, Coach Bob King is – on all the on the different social pl- platforms as at Coach Bob King on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all the places. You can find me on uh, I'm on TikTok as Short Snap, and I'm Deep Snap everywhere else. But I do a little bit of different stuff. But KingSportsTraining.com is your resource. But thank you very much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time.